Love Talk Radio. Welcome to We Show, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. This show, the Queen Quet, head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad you're on the chill and the tune in one more again to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. We station, right here in the nation. It's so glad that every week we the gear uplifting to the living legacy and I pay ancestral homage. This evening, this show, dedicated to two men who been the tribe for making people for whole long, join together, stand together, march together. Work together. Freedom. 
Denmark VC and uprising have been going on in Charleston, South Carolina, here in the Kalikiti Nation. Back in 1822, a man who been a stand by Denmark VC, who he done finally got a statue for in downtown Charleston. That they been a partner here, did it, get out of the auditorium. And so he's so glad that he did. There's so many people that try to drop it and they will bring back that spirit of God of Jack. We thank Brother Charles White for sketching Mac for all the preacher was seeing the whole pond who the essence of Gala Jack to be. And so this evening on the children, please hear yet me. It's so glad that the Gala Gitchin see on the coalition where the whole archive here us, where we done right down and take truck on the people about Gala Jack and take for airs and airs now. And uh, we the crack we teed so much of time with Gala Jack. And Gullah Jack, the one that Gullah Gitchin Nation, a knighted spirit, but then we all are fear. So, because Gullah Jack, be killed yesterday, July 12th, we will take a moment of silence for him. Amen. 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 Ashe. And so for all my listeners around the world who have not yet heard of Gullah Jack or Kuda Jack Pritchard. Tonight is your evening to hear of this man who many still have not heard the name of, still have not heard the story of, but who we are still living in his footsteps here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. Gullah Jack was the right-hand man to Denmark VC, who once again, many especially who have grown up in America, the United States of America, have never heard of, never heard of his life story. But you, my listeners, if you have tuned into this program over the many, many years that it's been in the air, if you download Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio episodes from iTunes to your iPad or your computers, your tablets, you have heard me discuss Denmark VC before on the show. You've heard me mention Gullah Jack's name on this show. But this year, given the tragedy with the Charleston Massacre that took place at the location of where Denmark VC and Gullah Jacket Notes were actually running what they call the African Church back in 1800s, we want to take a moment and step into the fact that there's never a movement without a group of people. There's never something that can truly be carried out and sustained without a group of people. There may be one leader that the world comes to know, but there's always those supporters and those in support who surround that leader, who work with that leader to help forward and carry out the vision. So although 
the Denmark VC revolt, the Denmark VC conspiracy, the Denmark VC uprising is what the story has been deemed over the years due to the fact that Denmark VC or Denmark Vesey was the preacher, the leader at the African church that now the members of Emmanuel AME Church, they are the continuing congregation of that original African church. And so where the Charleston massacre occurred, that site was where church had been burned down before because of them planning and plotting and rising up. Why were they rising up? For human rights, to protect the rights of African people. They were African people. Denmark himself and Gullah Jack himself had been kidnapped and taken into this thing we call the transatlantic slave trade. At the point that they met, Denmark Vesey was a free man because he had hit the lottery. I know a lot of y'all happy to hear that on this show. He had hit the lottery, and he bought his freedom. He had been enslaved previously in the Caribbean and then brought over to the port of Charlestown. He hit that lottery right here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, bought his freedom right here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, and stayed. And so on Bull Street in Charleston is his home, and there is a historic marker there. But it's hard to see because just a plaque against the wall of a building that you might walk by that building over and over again and not realize that that was where this man resided. Now, with Gullah Jack, he has an interesting story of how he ended up in Charlestown, South Kakalaki, Charleston, South Carolina, in 1821. Now, I had the true honor to write the history of the Sea Islands, of Gullah Jack, Denmark Vesey, of Gullah Geechee, and various history books that were published by AFL-CLIO many years ago, before I was even installed, but since the inception of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. And I've had the opportunity to have the stories republished in more books. And it's been interesting to watch this journey and see how many people are still left unaware of his story, our story, world slavery, transatlantic slave trade, and the numerous battles to fight against this crime against humanity and to fight against the human rights injustices against African people. So I will make no assumption that anyone listening already knows the background story. And that's why this radio show is here, to give people the background story and the current history that's being made, that's being written down, and our story that's being made, that's being lived out here in the Gullah Geechee Nation from Jacksonville, North Carolina, to Jacksonville, Florida, on the Sea Islands. And I thought it not robbery to do this show tonight about Gullah Jack, given that on July the 12th, 1822, was when Gullah Jack had been murdered because of his involvement in the uprising that's now often called the Denmark VC conspiracy, the Denmark VC uprising, the Denmark VC revolt. Now, the honor to write of this man, Easy Endeavor, because I had to find any small pieces 
and I mean small, I mean one and two sentences, maybe a paragraph, written about this man, and to my shock, named Gullah, Jack. So, of course, I was first intrigued that I would find out there was a man that lived back then called Gullah Jack. But we all have these different nicknames or basket names in the Gullah Geechee Nation. So I thought at first it would be someone born on one of the Sea Islands. And then as I traced backwards from Charleston to find out that Gullah Jack was in Florida, but then it traced back further to find out, no, he hadn't been born in North America's soil. He was a true soul of Mother Africa a true baby born in Mother Africa's womb. Now, he was born in a place called Zanguibar. Now, we don't hear Zanguibar today. So, according to many, Zanguibar, Zanzibar, Zanguibar is part of Mozambique today. And during the transatlantic slave trade and this entire era in the 16th, 17th, 1800s, boundary lines were different Names of places were different, and as people came in to invade Mother Africa, names got changed the same way the Carolinas was not Carolinas, which is now named after Princess Caroline. It was Chikora or Chikora that the indigenous people here called it the Yamasee, the Cree, and so forth. Now, the interesting thing about the journey of these name changes makes it such that more often than not, black history gets covered up because we cannot, because when we go to read something in modern times and modern literature, it does not bear the same names. So as a historian, it causes you to have to truly dig deep, and you know that our motto at the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition is a proverb that I came up with through the Spirit as the ancestors spoke to me one night in a vision and said, "Hold on, must take care of the heal the tree." So here we give you tools to dig deeper. So let's go back a ways to first dealing with who is this man? From whence did he come? How did he get from Zangovar to the area that's now part of Temecuan National Historic Site in the U.S. as part of the Gullah Geechee Nation that many of you who have supported the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival you have been there with us because we took the journey there to do a libation ceremony as we did the reconnecting of the entire Gullah Geechee diaspora from this coast to even the Bahamas and reconnected the Seminole and the Gullah Geechee because we all are one. So here it is that we have Gullah Jack having been kidnapped as a prisoner of war in Zanguibar, eastern seaboard of Mother Africa. He was kidnapped by a major enslaver who is Zephaniah Kingsley, and that is who Kingsley Plantation in Florida, that's part of the National Park Service of the U.S. government, is named for. He was they say married to, but he had also kidnapped a young African girl who then eventually became the African woman that ran Kingsley Plantation as well. And people from American Beach have have connections and ties to Kingsley Plantation. So we start to move up the coast to Amelia Island from Kingsley Plantation. You start to see the pattern 
of African enslavement and the dispersion of Africans along the Florida coastline. Well, I'm actually heading to Florida tomorrow as I receive a proclamation from some of the Florida government that will this year participate in Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week, which happens at the end of this month. Well, here it is that Zephaniah Kingsley, who was an enslaver, who was a pedophile, who was a person that was brokering human bodies and exploiting their bodies, their knowledge base, and everything to his advantage, also kidnapped someone who's been called a conjurer, someone who's called a doctor, a medicine man, who got named in this land Gullah Jack or Kuda Jack. And here it is that Gullah Jack, who's often described in, you know, these really interesting terms as this dark-skinned man with, you know, bushy side whiskers and all of this, and I'm sure a lot of that has to do with people wanting to mysticize him all the more because of his ability as a medicine man and a healer that had been kidnapped from his land and then brought to be the healer and the doctor on the plantation for Kingsley. Now here it is that where he first shows up in North America's shoreline here in the Gullah Geechee Nation by way of an enslavement vessel that drops him off in Florida. He doesn't necessarily stay there too long because a time of upheaval came that's often written up now called the Seminole Wars, as we call it, the Gullah Wars. And if you'd like more details about it, I suggest you get a book called The Legacy of Ebo Landing, Gullah Roots of African-American Culture, and read the chapter by our Gullah Geechee anointed spirit, the late, God bless the dead, Yusef N. Cly. The Gullah Wars are our name for what called the Seminole Wars because as you read the stories of the Gullah Wars, you find out that there were more African people engaged in the war than there were indigenous American people of this land engaged in the war. And those were our ancestors, the Gullah Geechis. And they got labeled Seminole because it was from Cimarron, wild or exiled, as we would say, the unconquerable ones. So go to gullahgeechee.biz, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E dot B-I-Z, and you can order The Legacy of Ebo Landing and read not only of the Seminole Wars, the Gullah Wars, as we've written it, but also of Denmark Vesey and Gullah Jack. But here tonight, let's go further into this story of Gullah Jack because in 1812, when the who is now deemed the Seminoles raided Kingsley Plantation, where Gullah Jack had been enslaved. After that, there's no mention of him again. And then suddenly, in 1821, and there is an irony in those numbers being switched around for all that, you know, understand spiritual numbers. Here it is that he shows them in 1821 in Charleston, South Kakalaki, that he is sold on an auction block to someone named Paul Pritchard. So hence why he's written out sometimes as Gullah Jack Pritchard, okay, taking on the last name, the surname of the enslaver in Charleston. Well, it's not long 
that Gullajack, who no doubt was actually a participant in some way, shape, or form in the Seminole War, the Gullah War, no doubt that this was his way of escape. And now somehow in the midst of traveling, got recaptured, got resold into this bondage system, the transatlantic slave trade and chattel enslavement. Here it is. He is now in Charleston. It's now the historic peninsula. And he, along the way, encounters Denmark Vesey, who now is discussing to freedom out of this bondage. And so you have these two men who both know what freedom is. One, having been born in enslavement and buying his freedom. Another, having been born in freedom and then being enslaved. Standing together. Now, Denmark Vesey could have just went on with his life. He could have just preached. He could have been a yes sir person. He could have went along with the system because he was in a very unique position to be part of the system that was exploiting other African people that looked like himself. And many that have been cracking teeth, I got to do. But instead, he started to connect to different men who he thought would also be men of vision that believed as he believed that there was to be freedom for all. Now, the interesting thing about Gullah Jack is he is also part of our initial Gullah Geechee ancestry with the Angolan connections. He was actually considered to be a leader of the Gullah Society. And so here it is that Gullah Jack begins to be the right-hand man to Denmark Vesey. He starts to be the one to help recruit people so that they can seize the city of Charleston. He's part of the strategies. He's part of the spiritual aspect of what is to go on with the men and the women being trained to be the soldiers to carry this out simultaneously on the same day in Charleston because this was to happen in July of 1822. Now, Gullah Jack, hey, mother with a dick like that, eh? You crack your teeth. Then walk. Then walk. Then walk. Then walk. Then but yet, Denmark Vesey did not listen to the warning. He started to bring in all different folks, including some mulattoes, not recognizing the mindset was going to be that of those that would betray because they had split loyalties. They would still have loyalty to one of their parents who would be one of the white enslavers. And so... When their plan was found out, it was found out because of the confession or the snitching, as some would say nowadays, of one of the mulattoes going to tell Mazadam what going over there when they meet in Enoda African Church. And so here it is that because one person 
who is living the African tradition tries to inform another that we don't allow in those who do not share in our continuation of being traditionalists that are truly the ones with our culture and our people at heart because this other man did not listen to that reason, to that insight. All these people were murdered. They were killed. There was a trial. Dulla Jack himself was captured on July the 5th in 1820. At his trial, of course, he had nothing to say about being involved in any such thing as an insurrection or rebellion or uprising or anything. But as time went on, six people came in and testified against him. And, of course, he didn't take to that too easily. And so... Here it is that he had statements to make on the stands that are published. And the reason that these things are published is because they're part of a trial manuscript that got published. They also are published because, of course, the Anglo people who are enslaving our people wanted to always figure out how strategies were done so they could then dismantle these strategies. They wanted to take preemptive strikes against those that would help people to know their human rights and to lead them to rise up against any brutality and enslavement, or in this case even the re-enslavement, their people. Now, it's very, very interesting that on the day of the execution of Denmark Vesey, that there had to be state militia and federal troops that had to come out to contain the demonstrations by, as they said, the black supporters. They beat people. They arrested people. And people still fought back because they felt that there was no reason that these men, who are fighting for their freedom, should be hung, should be killed, should be treated in any such manner that they knew was forthcoming because these were really mock trials. These weren't true trials, and we can go on and on and on with the litany and the list of legal lynchings in the United States of America from the time of chattel enslavement all the way up to now with many courts saying that you will be tried by a jury of your peers. How can they be peers? They look nothing like you. They don't live in the same community. You don't have the same shared activities. You don't have cultural values that are like, how how are those peers? That's not how you define a peer. Someone who is the total opposite of you and never saw you and never would connect in your community is not your peer. But that is what it's called, unjust law. You can't expect justice from it. There are many people who yet lay in their graves today because some so-called jury, even during the Jim Crow era, said that this man or woman, who's because they're black, is guilty of something only because someone that looked white said they were guilty of it, not because it was true evidence. We're finding now that there are brothers and sisters being released from prison due to the advance of science when our DNA testing comes forth and shows that on evidence 
this is not this person. There's no such thing as this person's evidence, their DNA being a part of these things, and how people are being released. But what good is that when you've lost a lot of your life, where you have a record that may not get expunged, that there is media that has said you've already been a felon, and your mind has already been distorted by the trauma of this entire situation. So even with the hangings and the murders of people who've led numerous uprisings, including that of Gullah Jack and Denmark Vesey, many times people were hung in the middle of the street, and people who were still in bondage were forced to watch this so that they would not get the idea that they should ever follow anyone who tries to get them to freedom. This collective consciousness of this fear factor of seeing people hung seeing people's heads cut off and put on literal stakes every one mile on mileposts to deter you from being proactive about freedom and about human rights. I have unfortunately witnessed in the eyes and the very beings in the inaction of the same energy of the people who turn coat on Denmark Vesey and Gullah Jack and the other leaders. Their spirit is yet part of collective consciousness of people who are serving on commissions and boards and, and other things here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, claiming to be for the Gullah Geechee people when they've been bought and paid for by federal authorities, again, somewhat acting as federal militia, to quell the uprising. They're not here to support human rights and self-determination. They're here to, again, march the visitor and the unseeing native into bondage to have them to visit the plantations and pay their way into the gates, to have them here to go and sit in the hotel restaurants and the shishi restaurants with things labeled Gullah Geechee and to stay away from Gullah Geechee-owned sites and tours and things where the natives themselves will speak and tell you of our story and tell you of how we continue to have to fight against these attempts at genocide and murder and assassinations that now the world has gotten to see for a week or so, because now the cameras are gone. They were written about for a week or so, and now the pen and ink has changed to another story away from the deaths of the Emmanuel Nine many of whom were fighting for the community, very silently doing it. Their silence is now a loud roar of pain from the screeches and screams of mothers and fathers and children who yet are crying and mourning because they died. Not unlike the situation when this trial went on for Gullah Jack and Denmark Vesey, where there were people who took to the streets and then authorities were brought in to keep them calm and to keep them together and keep them cordoned off and so on. This was done during the time that people found out that we are literally under attack today in the Gullah Geechee Nation, that people would murder people in the church, the same church, and then people would burn other churches as if they are distancing the churches like the mileposts for us to pay attention. That if you 
continue to be part of the Gullah Geechee Nation's leadership, if you continue to support self-determination, if you continue to keep trying to repurchase, reclaim land, to own it, to hold on to your institutions instead of letting them shut down, this could happen to you. But as I said before, our faith is not shaken. Our faith continues to be that which fuels us. Our collective consciousness is that of remembering Gullah Jack and Denmark Vesey, September Poinsett Clark, Reverend Willis T. Goodwin. It's that of remembering the beach lady, Marvin Betch, and people who spoke truth to power until the day they died on behalf of Gullah Geechee's. It stood for our freedom. It could not be bought off, now that attempts weren't made, but could not be just bought off to be silent. So here it is that on July 9th, 1822, Gullah Jack was brought up on charges. His sentence was pronounced by the presiding magistrate who was named L.H. Kennedy. But Gullah Jack, deliberately considering all the circumstances of your case, you're perfectly satisfied of your guilt in the prosecution of your wicked design, you are not satisfied with resorting to natural and ordinary means. This is what this magistrate is saying to Gullah Jack. He said, you were not satisfied with resorting to natural and ordinary means, but endeavored to enlist on your behalf all the powers of darkness and employed for that purpose the most disgusting mummery and superstition. You represented yourself as invulnerable that you could neither be taken nor destroyed, and that all who fought under your banners would be invincible. While such wretched expediences are calculated to inspire the confidence or to alarm the fears of the ignorant and the credulous, they excite no other emotion in the mind of the intelligent and enlightened but contempt and disgust. You boasted charms. Your boasted charms have not preserved yourself and, of course, could not protect others. Your altars and your gods have sunk together in the dust. The airy specters conjured by you have been chased away by special light of truth, and you stand exposed, the miserable and deluded victim of offended justice. Your days are literally numbered. You will shortly be consigned to the cold and silent grave, and all the poses of darkness cannot rescue you from your approaching fate. Let me then conjure you to devote the remnant of your miserable existence and fleeing from the wrath to come. This can only be done by a full disclosure of the truth. The court are willing to afford you all the aid in their power and to permit any minister of the gospel whom you may select to have free access to you. To him, you may unburden your guilty conscience. Neglect not the opportunity, for there is no device, nor art beyond the tomb, to which you must shortly be consigned. Now the body goes down into the grave. The spirit rises to move to another realm. Gullah Jack is known today as the man that wouldn't die, the man that still yet lives. For an African proverb says to us that as long as a man or woman's name is continued to be called, that man or woman never dies. 
Gullajack's name is known. Gullajack's name is spoken. Gullajack is revered. Gullajack is studied. Gullajack is honored. Because even when his life was in jeopardy, he still stood for the people. He spoke against and write directly to the faces of the six who spoke against him and caused the coming of his murder to happen. And so this is what was the fear truly struck in the hearts of those who had been enslaving the Africans. Were they not fearful? They would not have needed to have courts, deuce, and impose lynching, murders, hangings. They wouldn't need all that if there truly was no power in what Gullah Jack and Denmark Vinci were doing. They knew that there was more to this than talking about conjuring or bewitching anybody. The fact of the matter was they were planting seeds in the minds of a people that had been taught that they were to be enslaved for the rest of their lives, that their children were to be enslaved for the rest of their lives, and that forever and on with every generation of them was to think of themselves as niggers and of slaves and the descendants of niggers and slaves, not the descendants of African people who had knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and that were the healers, that were the builders, that were the people that were kidnapped to be exploited because of their knowledge and their ability and their skill set, the ones who would lay the cornerstone and the foundation of what is now the United States of America. And the Angolans, the black gold, being the first of that group. So it wasn't about simply catching some people saying y'all ain't got the business to plot against nobody and oh because y'all supposed to be our property that's the issue that they didn't accept being property they didn't accept being called lazy shiftless individuals knowing that they were the ones working to build anything they never accepted niggerism or being called a nigger they never accepted being stripped of their culture their cultural traditions their spiritual practices and their legacy and that is why they got together and brought those spiritual practices together at the African church. They brought together their political agenda at the African church. They brought together their brain power at the African church. Do we have an African church today? In Africa, in the United States, in the Gullah Geechee Nation? i leave that question with you. But now, today, we do have the memory of the legacy of a man who not a whole bunch of things have been written about. But those of us who've written about him wanted to make sure his story would not die. That people would know you do not tell American history without the story of Gullah Jack, without the story of Gullah Geechee people that you cannot have in America without Gullah Geechee people. And so we stand as the Gullah Geechee Nation, yet standing for the self-determination of our people, yet seeking to ensure that our people are economically empowered, 
that they still own their land, that land that their ancestors fought and bled for, fought and bled on, that these lands be returned into their hands, and that is why we support the Pan-African Family Land and Preservation and Family Empowerment Network. We support the GoFundMe campaign to save Gullah Geechee land, and we thank everyone who's donated to it. You can find it on the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page. You can find it on the Pad African Family Empowerment and Land Preservation Networks page on Facebook as well. You can also go to that website and you can tune into previous broadcasts that I've done about this network. We appreciate all who stand with the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition and our continued endeavors to not only have land reclaimed, but to educate our people about how to maintain their land ownership, to honor their ancestors that fought for it, that were enslaved on it in their lives because they did so. We thank all those who donated continuously through the Give button on our Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition Facebook page and the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook page. There's a Go Give button there. That is an ongoing campaign to the Gullah Geechee Al-Kabulan archive from which we're drawing this information tonight and from which we often draw information to share with the public. Many of you who are Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page members, you know that you've seen the recent images of our first trainings for people who will now help with the next phase of the digitization of the archive and the continued placing of our books, our story, our literature into archival boxes that are asset-free. We're yet seeking more donations for that process. We need more archival boxes. We now have the digitization equipment, and we're thankful that we are already receiving contacts from various universities and organizations and bodies of people who want to come and work with us during Gullah Geechee Nation, Gullah Geechee Volunteer Month, which is in March. But we also appreciate all of you who plan to participate in Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week to see the work come to life here on the land throughout the Gullah Geechee Nation from July 25th to August the 2nd. And another event has been added, which we're going to announce some more later on in the month, that will happen at a restaurant that is called Scott's Grand, that's also a banquet hall up in Charleston where the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival will have an event in 2016, which will also be the 20th anniversary of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition's year is 2016. And so it is a blessing to take this journey over these many years and see come to life and come to light the self-determination of a people who had been taught that they had nothing that they had done besides be the descendants of enslaved people that did not somehow fight back but just were happy singing Negroes in cotton fields and rice fields and indigo fields. Such a storytelling, such a lie cannot continue. And so those who are awake call upon you to continue to support our efforts, continue to educate your children about the Gullah Geechee Nation and the truth of our story and the truth that there were those who fought back. There was Kuda Jack or Gullah Jack, there was Denmark VC, there was Cato, and there were many whose names are not written down, many of the women who fought back. 
when we continue to be those women and men of today that are fighting back against people re-enslaving our people and also ignoring the truth of our story and our journey and making it seem like this is just a place that you come to the tour and go to the beach and then go eat some rice someplace in somebody's restaurant or some grits and then hear somebody story tell to you and make jokes and make a mockery of our culture and our tradition or sing a little while but don't say nothing. No, we continue to speak up and continue to speak out because we owe it to those who died seeking freedom. And so throughout this month, we've had already some celebrations. Last Saturday, we want to thank everyone. We had new Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition members join last Saturday. We're so thankful for that. We had more people come out and support the Gullah Geechee Fishing Association. And you can find out more about the mission of the Gullah Geechee Fishing Association at gullahgeecheefishing.net, gullahgeecheefishing.net. Well, so we going to have what the guys up for joining the people in this feud for Nampun. And you can also find the Gullah Geechee Fishing Association online on Facebook. We had many people come out and support the York W. Bailey Museum at Penn Center. And so the Penn Center staff, Ms. Karen Ward in particular, who worked and uh, volunteered, docent there, Mr. Middleton, we're thankful to them for all the service they gave, along with the many volunteers from the Heritage Days Committee that was there because they said this was the biggest turnout that they've had for their second Saturdays at the York W. Bailey Museum. So the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition and Gullah Geechee Fishing Association are proud to have had the opportunity to be able to support the second Saturdays and to continue to help keep that institution open that opened in 1862, 40 years after Gullah Jack had been murdered. Forty years later, missionaries came in and said, we're going to teach you all how you should act. We're going to teach y'all how to behave like good citizens, and we don't need hunting to crack your teeth like this shit and thing like that. We don't need you speaking that way anymore. But it's because Gullah Jack and those knew how to speak with their people, to their people. They spoke in a united voice for freedom was why their names have not been forgotten. It is why... Emmanuel A.M.E. still stands in spite of all of the terrorist attacks against it, the burning down, the dragging people out of the street beating them in previous years, the murdering of the people inside the building this year. It still stands. We come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord. And we will continue to go on, because oh no, can't turn back. Can't make the leader shame. So even though these your leader and take the grind on, turn the grind on and cross over, these your leader was still the other Kalikichi nation. We still a grind on. And ain't nothing gonna turn we back now. And so we glad if I had this shit deep. For share this shit with hundred children. But who we to be down here in the Kalikichi nation. And how we still got this shit down in the grind on. So be free. And as Queen Quit head on the body, I said, take it, take it, God. And take it, take it for all of Hunter Chilla. What a support we. And so you too can become a member of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition that still fights for the human rights and self-determination of our people. You do not have to be Gullah Geechee. You can be of any ethnicity. You can be located anywhere in the world and be a member of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. 
to be a supporter of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. Go to gullahgeechee.net, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E.net, and you can find our information there. And also email us to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com at any time with questions, comments, or if you want to host an event to help raise money for our land fund, to raise money for the work we're continuing to do in the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition's work with the Gullah Geechee Al-Kabulan Archive. You can continue to support the Gullah Geechee tour that I'm on, the world tour, to assist with all these projects. I am back on the road again in the sharing of our story and in the enlightenment of the world so that people will continue to contribute to the existence of our culture. And to that end, please make sure to gullahgeechee.info, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E dot I-N-F-O, there's no I in Geechee, and make sure that you get your tickets for the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival that will be held Saturday, August the 1st. It is called A Time for Shout, will be held in Riceboro, Georgia, at Geechee Kunda. We will be collecting donations for the many things I mentioned today, and we will continue the work again in Charleston next year because our festival, our international festival, moves to different parts of the Gullah Geechee Nation and the African diaspora each and every year. Every even-numbered year, we are in Charleston, South Carolina. And every odd-numbered year, we go to a different part of the Gullah Geechee Nation or to the Caribbean or to the motherland as to connect and reconnect with our traditions, our culture, and to make sure that the coming generation and the current generation are aware of these things and how crucial it is when you don't start mixing other things in because then you become assimilated. You also water down and ruin and destroy your original culture and your tradition. And then people will say, well, you have no culture. We've heard it said before. But we are the living example that they were lying, that they were storytelling. Because plenty of weed of inya, and we know why we tell it all. Still a cracker teeth like a dish, still a new EV. And no see, we've got the right to tree of life. And got the right for be free. Thank God for night and Who we be? Gullah Geechee, anointed people. Black gold, richness, still standing for freedom. But tell we story, this shall be, and we bless up, because we've had this year, man. Gullah Jack, we'll stand up for we. And all of we people, we'll still stand up for we this shall be. Thank God for who we to be. And so, chillin', and pray, say, honors, why see we during this year, Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week, what kind up? If you have not yet noticed, at Gullah Geechee on Twitter, or our Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page, or at Gullah Geechee TV, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E.TV. We have already received the first proclamation for Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week for this year from Mayor Samuel Murray of the Royal in Beaufort County, South Kakalaki, where the Emancipation Oak yet stands, where we've been a shout for freedom back in 1863, and we still the stand and shout for freedom right here where we to be. And so please make sure to tune into that, share it, blog about it, 
post it. Please reblog our blog at GullahGeecheeNation.com concerning all the activities for Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week that's coming up rapidly. And we will be sharing things throughout the rest of the month and every single day during Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week, which is more than a week. It will be nine days in honor of the Emmanuel Nine. And, of course, we will continue to call the name of Gullah Jack during that time frame. And we will continue to call the name of Denmark VC during that time frame because their journey laid the foundation literally for the African church that is here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. And we're thankful for those churches that are yet supportive of human rights, supportive of self-determination, and supportive of cultural continuation instead of assimilation. We thank all of our supporters and listeners around the world for tuning in. And if this is your first time, please make sure to subscribe for free at Gullah Geechee at our blogtalkradio.com slash Gullah Geechee or at iTunes, and you can download previous episodes. And you can also follow Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio on Facebook. So we look forward to continuing this journey and our story, this journey of freedom that seems like it's a very, very long road to travel, and it also can be quite a lonely road to travel because, as the statement goes, freedom is a road seldom traveled by the multitudes. Those going on the road to freedom, gladi hanadiyah, with we, gladi hanadiyah, with me, this year, the queen queen, head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So gladi hanadiyah, tune in one more again, the Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. God bless hanadiyah, Always remember who hunted to be. Thank God. We be. Galagichi. United. We be free. Live on, spirit of Gullah Jack. Live on, ya. Shout, chillin'. Shout.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.